you're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. What is it you've always known should be possible, but have never been able to find? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show, where we give you the tools to change anything you cannot change and create everything you desire in a different and easier way. Now here is your host, Dr. Andrew Gardella. Hello, everyone. We're live. We're here. I'm actually here. This isn't a pre-record. It would be pretty good if I did this whole skit and then it was a pre-record. I could be like, gotcha. (laughs) But that is not the case. Do you believe me? Because guess why? Because today's show is what is the best part of belief? And why is it that weird way? Why isn't it belief? Because it's a song lyric. You know, what's the best part of be- the best part of believe is the lie. Get it? Because there's the word lie in belief or believe. And why do I think it's so funny? Well, because your beliefs. Let's do it this way. How many lies are you using to create the beliefs you are choosing? Oh, my God. Everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and talk, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. How many lies are you using to create the beliefs you are choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. <sighs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and talk, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. That is you know, just fabulous. What do I mean? Well, like we say in excess, your point of view creates your reality. So the beliefs you have, your points of views, create your reality. Are they what real? Are they what's real? Are they what true? Or are they the things you use to limit you? So how many beliefs are you using to create, to maintain the limitations you are choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And we had we have people submit questions, writing questions in that. So I have questions today. I have cannon fodder for all of you future listeners, present listeners, non-listeners. You know, just maybe you're not really listening, but you're here anyways. Well, therefore you all. So. Bum, bum, bum. Where did I write those questions down? I was prepared, I swear. Okay, first question. Emily wants to know, what does belief actually create? Well, my question is for you, what is it that you think belief creates that it actually doesn't? And everything that is times a godzillion. Will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Because what what are the, like you have the idea that belief creates what? Security, a sense of morality. These are my beliefs. And since I believe this, I will, will do this, this, and this. Well, are those your beliefs? Like to me, what I realized was when people had these, these are my beliefs, 
like, well, what does that actually create? Is, uh, do people use their beliefs as a, a source of possibility or as a source of rightness? Do your beliefs uh, promote you seeking greater possibilities, expansion, or do they look to maintain your reality as it is or your point of view as it is? And yes, this is this is a great button pusher. I like beliefs. And we we used to like there was a lot of clearings talking about beliefs when I when I was first started access. And it the best part was um I was doing access and I was really listening to the song, you know, which is like the best the best part of believe is the lie is the lyric. It's a song by Fall Out Boy, you know. So there oh you guys go. If you don't know what it is, type it in, it will show up. It's a it's a rock punk pop song i guess i don't know so if you don't like that don't listen to it um but i after hearing that and after doing access classes i realized how true it was because like all of your beliefs are lies well what do you mean well as an infinite being does an infinite being require belief or do you know and ooh. So how many beliefs are you using to avoid the knowing you could be choosing? Everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Because we have these beliefs, you know, and you think if you believe in something enough or believe in yourself enough that these things are going to actually come true. Well, what does that actually have with knowing? What does that actually have to do with being, knowing, perceiving and receiving? Do your beliefs actually create that or does your choice create that? And, um, and I know I always found this like interesting. And for me, it's like when I was in, in college, I, I studied, like I, uh, my, my majors were, were psychology and cognitive science with biology. So I was always really interested in neuro neuroscience and like, um, the perception of reality in a way and, and how people saw things. And so they have a lot of um, psychological studies around how people, like when you have a certain belief of things, how that affects your outcome. Obviously, you know, the biggest experiment ever is um, like, if you guys know what the placebo effect is, you know, it's like people in a lot of experiments, like the way people tell if a, a drug is good is it has to be a placebo effect. And the placebo effect basically is people are given sugar pills and they're said that it's supposed to cure something or fix something. And then a lot of times people get better with the sugar pills that they're taking, which have no quote unquote, um, you know, pharma pharmaceutical effectiveness in changing whatever's going on. But the fact that people actually believe that it changes and then it changes based on their beliefs. Or you know, based on their points of views, rather. Um, and I and I read a great book at the time when I was in college called *The Biology of Belief* um, by Bruce Lipton, and he talked about how you know, like the different beliefs or your points of views more liberally would affect like the molecule molecular structure of things, or could affect your biology and your cells. So. There you go. What does beliefs actually create? Well, they can create your reality if you choose them. You could also create your reality if you chose it. 
beliefs can create everything and nothing for you, depending on what you believe. But does an infinite being require beliefs? Or is there something, is there a greater possibility aware for you? And, oh, that's, that's, there you go. So how many beliefs are you using to avoid the awareness you could be choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion, dear God, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. You know, it's like, we have these ideas that, oh, if I believe like the best in this person or whatever, well, does that actually mean they're going to choose it? No. Could they choose it? Yes. But belief has nothing to do with it. You know, and your awareness is this is where people actually um, get hurt, you know, by things. You have these projections and these expectations, these beliefs of like, oh, this person is going to do it because I believe they're a good person. Okay, well, what is your belief that in them being a good person have anything to do with what they're going to choose? It's like I've been having, well, I haven't been, had a lot of family drama. There's been family drama going on and um, with my brother. And so I was, I was like, I did, you know, I talked to him and I tried to help him at first. And then he went and did everything, everyone else, everyone who was trying to help him, like he went and did the opposite. And, you know, I wanted to believe that he was going to, you know, make the obvious choice that was way lighter for him and possibilities. Cause I was like, how do you not see you're, you're going into like a deep dark hole here, but he didn't choose that. And I realized, Oh, I wanted to believe that he would see the difference, but to him, he didn't see the difference. Why? Well, cause he made a different choice and he wanted to believe that other people were had his best interests. And he wanted to believe that people weren't lying. But again, like if you weren't, if you like to me, I wasn't looking at the belief that he had in this person. I was looking at, okay, are they actually telling the truth? I was asking a question. And I knew there again, knowing that she was lying. So what does that create? Beliefs, what do actually beliefs create? They create trauma and drama. There you go. It creates upset and intrigue and lots of other things. So there you go, Emily. That's what beliefs create. Oh, Reed wants to know what is beyond belief. Well, I think we just talked about what's beyond belief. It's awareness. Question, choice, possibility, contribution. Uh, what it being, knowing, perceiving, and receiving. And, you know, please keep in mind with like what we talk about is, you know, the lower harmonic uh, being, knowing, perceiving, and receiving is thoughts, feelings, emotions, and sex or no sex, which has nothing to do with physical copulation, is just the energy of when you're willing to receive or not receive. Um, but what would be beyond belief? Well, quote unquote, think about it, but look at your language. You know, how many beliefs, what do beliefs involve? Well, it's what you think. It's what you feel. It's, it's what you emote. Those are what your beliefs are tied into. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. No, maybe not. Oh, that was so weird. I thought I was going to sneeze and then it didn't come out because I tried to stop it because I was on, you know, talking to you guys and I didn't want to sneeze into the microphone because then it'd be really loud, you know, but it's COVID safe because there's, we're socially distanced. 
Um, so beyond belief would be awareness. And, you know, are you willing to actually have that awareness or are you more secure in your belief? Next question. Diane wants to know, how do I create all the hidden beliefs that are hindering me? Well, you could just ask, how many hidden beliefs do you have that are hindering you? And everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And Karen asked actually the same thing. What beliefs are secret, hidden, invisible, covert, undiscovered that if I illuminated in them would create greater possibilities? Well, how many secret beliefs do you have and hidden beliefs do you have that are to keep you maintaining reality as it is and your reality as it is? Everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And you know, what the best part of believe is the lie. Because you get to lie to yourself to maintain those beliefs into existence. And lie to yourself so you can cut off your awareness. And your being. And your knowing. And your perceiving. Does that sound like fun? No? No? Well, if you'd like to choose something else, just ask. And... Really, I know, like, how can you tell that I have beliefs in this area? Well, if you're having difficulty with anything in your life, any area, you have to have a a fixed point of view, you know, whether it's a belief, a judgment, something. There's some point of view you have that's keeping it from working. It could even be a lie because lies keep you stuck. But there's some point of view you have that you don't, might not really know you have, but for anything to be difficult for you, to have difficulty with anything, you have to have a fixed point of view. And what do I mean? Well, I mean, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden everything is sunshine and rainbow. Some things are just unpleasant, but you can have ease with it and you can, can you know, adapt and change and just get by. Like what I'm trying to think of an example, but we'll we'll just keep going. Um, example with I don't know. I was trying to think of what I did recently that I had ease with that wasn't pleasant. Well, I think you know, just like what I was talking about with my family, that's not necessarily a pleasant scenario. It wasn't pleasant for me. I definitely know it wasn't pleasant for them, but at the same time, I'm just. Like, that's also where, okay, your choice creates. And I, and I know choice creates. And, and so it's like, okay, that's what he chose. What do I choose? You know, I could be upset with him. I could throw it in his face and show how right we were. But does that actually change the situation? Does that contribute to, to him at all? Does that contribute to the rest of my family? Or does that create more drama? And so, you know, you can use your beliefs. And, and that's what a lot of times, um, you know, with beliefs, I synonymously think of upset, you know, obviously people get upset because if you challenge people's beliefs, then they get upset. And if you, if you don't get, if your belief doesn't turn out the way you believed it was going to turn out, then you're upset because you believed that it was going to turn out that way because you were so sure in your beliefs. And then when it doesn't work out that way, 
to believe you were wrong. So how do you change that? Well, you could ask this question. What invention am I using to create the upset I am choosing? Because you invent these, these lies. They're, they're, you know, judgments, agendas, inventions, and lies. Uh, that's, you know, I didn't even think about that. But that's the, the process, you know, the jails. But those are all the things that actually keep you trapped. So what jails, judgments, agendas, inventions, and lies are you using to create the dominance of to create the dominance of E is equal to MC squared to maintain your beliefs through all time, space, dimensions, and realities? So you know you believe in what you believe and you believe and you're strong in your beliefs because you believe it. Are you choosing? Everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Well, that had a little bit of charge on it. I'm glad we're almost to a break because I can take a quick, you know, power nap. So what jails are you using to create the dominance of E is equal to MC squared? To maintain the beliefs you believe in so you're strong in your beliefs because you believe that you believe in what you believe and you believe it'll all work out because you believe. Are you choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. <sighs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. And with that, it's our first break. So I'll be back in a few minutes. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if age is just a point of view you lock into your body and you can start undoing the judgment with one simple body process? Welcome to the Access Energetic Facelift, a wonderful way to rejuvenate the face and reverse the signs of aging without surgery and invasive treatment. The gentle, soothing touch applied to your face and neck works with your body's cells to restore, enliven, and rejuvenate. What if you could dissipate everything you've judged about your face? Once you do and eliminate the judgments, the body has the space to regenerate itself and the benefits are not just skin deep. The Access Facelift also helps you to look differently, act differently, feel differently and create more ease, joy and glory in your body and life. The Access Energetic Facelift. Find out more at accessconsciousness.com forward slash facelift. Man up. Tone it down. Be a real man. What does that even mean? It's no wonder men are confused on the roles they are meant to play in today's society. Return of the Gentleman is the latest book by Dr. Dane here, where he addresses what it means to be a real man, beyond the box and stereotypes. You know, a gentleman introduces a, a really cool and totally different and kind of amazing concept that as a man, you can be kind and caring. You can also be potent. You can have women's backs, believe in women's rights, and still be sexual and still be attracted to them. It's where you actually get to be all of you. It's the you that you've always known that you were. The Return of the Gentleman is really about you willing to be you and liking the man in the mirror. When you allow yourself to be all of who you be, you become an invitation to something greater in the world. You become a gentleman. Get your copy of the new book now, returnofthegentleman.com. Welcome to the Baby Dragon Manifesto, the fire-breathing sequel to the Baby Unicorn Manifesto, authored by Dr. Dane here and me, Katrina Valentin. 
Not everyone is born a unicorn. Some people are dragons, fire, flames, and all. And these people explore and change the world by setting it ablaze. The Baby Dragon Manifesto tells the inspiring story of a new baby dragon and its journey of self-discovery through failure and fumble, awkwardness and authenticity. Beautifully illustrated, the Baby Dragon Manifesto empowers with one key question: What if your difference is your gift, and your wrongness is a strength? You can buy the book at thebabydragonmanifesto.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Access Consciousness Show. To join in on today's discussion, please call in 1-888-346-9141. That is 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now back to the show. Welcome to the world. Now we're back to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, we're talking about, well, we're talking about whatever we're talking about, but the title of the show is What's the Best Part of Believe? Um, so Philippe wrote in some questions about belief, but I also have other questions from other things. So we'll get to them all once I get through, well, I'm going in order of kind of in which I received them. So there you go. But I was going to say, I was thinking about something over the break, and then I I have automatically already emptied the contents of my brain and have forgotten about it. So we'll just go to a question, and maybe I'll come back to my poignant, very salient, you know, illuminating something that I was going to say. Uh, So John wants to know, what, what do you believe you can change and what you cannot change, and who do you believe you are? Ah, this is a great thing. I like this actually. And I think this is actually, I think I read this question and forgot I read it and I seem like a crazy person, but I had CRS from five minutes ago. Um, So, you know, what do you believe you can and cannot change? Well, that's actually the thing is what do you believe you can and cannot change? How many things do you believe you can't change? Everything that is times a gazillion, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Because the interesting thing, uh, you know, for me was in Access, we started like in the foundation manual um, One and a lot of other places. One of the great, great starting tool is four questions there. What is this? What can I do with it? Can I change it? And if so, how can I change it? And so I would always, I was obsessively asking these questions for like stuff with my body or just weird energies. And I was always asking, okay, so what is this? Great. What can I do with it? okay, maybe I can't do anything with it. That's fine too. Or if I get, I can, okay, I get, I can do something with it. So then what can I change it? And I would get a no. And I was like, okay, well, how come I can't change this? And one of the times I was looking at it and I was like, okay, so what makes this that I can't change it? Because this is stupid. And I was like, oh, I believe it can't change. And I went, oh gosh. Okay, so everything I've done to believe that it can't change I pock and pot it and I pock and potted it. And then all of a sudden things started getting lighter and I could actually change it. Why? So how many beliefs are you using to keep the things you decided cannot change from changing? Because you believe they cannot change. Everything that is times a godzillion will destroy and uncreate it all. 
right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Well, apparently that was a winner. Lots of you believe that there's lots of things you can't change. Well, and how many lies are you using to create the things you cannot change? Everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Ooh. And that's like when we're, when we're talking about beliefs and actually getting out of your beliefs or, or getting out of the lies, you can always ask, you know, please remember, very simple tool. What's light is true for you and what's heavy is always a lie. So when, when think people are talking about things and they're getting heavy, okay, so what's the lie here? Or when you're talking about things and things getting heavy, okay, so what's the lie here? Because if it's heavy, it's a lie. If it's light, it's true for you. And, you know, are your beliefs actually what are true for you? Or are they the lies you use to confine and define you? <sighs> Everything that brought up or let down. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. There you go. I think that that answers that question. And then we have one more belief question. So how do you go from your beliefs into creating, being, thriving, from knowing with ease? Oh, great question. Well, you start asking, actually, well, you start asking questions and looking at, okay, so is this true for me? Um, you know, and that's one of the things I realized even before act. Access, I started looking at, okay, so what's true for me? Because they get, you know, I was raised Catholic and they give you lots of things that are dogmatic and say, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. And, you know, any of you from a religious background can know that you're going to hell if you do this and you're going to hell if you do that or you're so, well, okay, but what's, what is true for me? And at first, like before Access, I was always looking at, okay, so what do I believe? Um, or what, what works for me. And when I started, like, I remember one, one of my first classes, Gary's like, well, you want to look at finding out what's true for you. And I was like, okay, so what is true for me? What works for me here? And that's really, if you're looking at trying to get into your knowing and thriving and creating and being, then start looking at, okay, so what's true for me? And, you know, knowing if you're looking at that, we'll start looking at, okay, so what do I know here? What am I aware of here? Not, oh, I have a good feeling about this. What do I believe? And now I just remembered what I was going to talk about. See, there we go. We got there. It took five minutes, but feelings. So there's a great call on feelings by Mr. Gary Douglas in the Access Shop. It's called Feelings. Truly nothing more than feelings. It's also a song. That's horrendous. Listen to it. But what are feelings involved in? Well, feelings, how many, you know, feelings, I feel like, I feel like, well, what do feelings actually create? Well, nothing really. They create stagnation. Feelings can create, um, feelings are designed to, what's the word? Something with being, invalidate being. There we go. So they're designed to invalidate your very being. So how many feelings are you using to create the beliefs you're choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion. And how many feelings are you using to create the lies you're choosing? 
everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all right and wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shirts boys and meals and how many feelings are you using to to reinforce the rightness and righteousness of your beliefs because you feel that way and so if you felt that way obviously it must be true everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all right and wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shirts boys and meals well okay is it actually true is this true? You know, back to going to knowing, being, knowing, perceiving, and receiving. And you can just ask, yes or no, light or heavy. And that's always what interested me because you see people do things that are not kind because they believe that is what's right. Or I believe this is what's best for you. Okay, you believe it's what's best for me so you can justify doing abusive things or you can do justify doing unkind things well just because you believe it so doesn't make it true it just justifies Ooh, so how many beliefs are you using to justify your point of view you know and make you right so you can be right in righteousness everything that is times a godzillion we destroy and uncreate it all Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. <sighs> Great. Goodness. Gee golly. That is intense. So how many beliefs are you using as the justification for the rightness of your point of view? Everything that is times a gazillion, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. All right, that wraps up the belief questions. What else do we have? We have true kindness for you. Someone wants to talk to me about true kindness for you. I think there we started, we're already kind of talking about true kindness for you. One, you could actually look at asking a question of, okay, so what would be kind to me? Because... Do you have an idea of what would be kind to you or a belief of what would be kind to you? Because someone else said, obviously, that's what kindness is. Well, what is kindness to you? Because everyone, it's going to be, it could be different for everyone based on their point of view and also what works for them. And, you know, kindness isn't like all these things. Kindness is based on a question. It's not what's static. So what could be kind for one person, you know, it is not necessarily going to be different but what does all kindness revolve around well it's what you're willing to receive it's what you're willing to hear so if you're looking at at changing something well what is the kindness involved with that you know and what is it that you require and because that's what kindness is really about it's about looking at what the person requires so looking at being willing to see what you require because you know maybe you require a swift kick in the butt Maybe you require a delicate, you know, a delicate, more gentle approach. Who knows? With that, how do you know? You ask a question. And you start. And I, I think it's like um, so many times you, like, you want to say, oh, kindness looks this way or kindness looks that way. Well, no, kindness doesn't have any look to it. It's actually willing, again, to look at what the person's willing to receive and what changes. 
Because if you're not, for example, you're not willing to yell at someone or raise your voice to correct their behavior, what future is that creating for them? Is that creating a future where they're more or where they're less? You know, it's like I've been riding horses a lot. And you know, sometimes you have to get the horses to pay attention to you. And so how do how do horses in the wild, like the lead bear, get the horses to pay attention to them? They kick them very hardly, very hardly, <laughs> hardly. They kick them very hard. So, well, from us, it's very hard. To the horses, it still might not be that hard, uh, depending on. So it's like with the horses, to get them to pay attention to you, sometimes you have to punch them. Okay, so you punch them. Could I punch my horse hard enough to, as, as a horse could kick? No. Does that get them to pay attention? Yes. Well, is that kindness? Yes. Why? Well, if he keeps doing that behavior, what's going to happen? I'm not going to be too happy. He could injure me, which really isn't kindness to him, because then I might get mad at him. I might send him to a glue factory. It could create a very serious, unfortunate events. Also, he could hurt himself. If he's not paying attention, if he's not being present, he could do something that could injure himself. And that's the same way with, with people. It's when you're looking at it, that's, and that's what it's willing to receive. You know, like for my brother example, could I have tried to stop him? No. Could I have tried it? Well, from my point of view, definitely not. I wouldn't have even tried, but could I have tried? Yes, totally. Would that have been kindness? No. Why? Well, it's his life, his choice. He was making it. That's like, you have to let people make their own choices. And that's part of, the, the thing of kindness is allowing people to, to make their own choices. <sighs> so everything you're doing to have beliefs that keep pe- well, I don't know what I wanted to say. There we go. So everything that is right and wrong, good and bad, pun, pop, all nine shorts, boys and meons. And how much, how many beliefs are you using to keep you from the choices you could be choosing? Everything that is times a gazillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pun, pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Let's see what else. I had a I had a bunch of questions submitted too because we asked, you know, I asked on Facebook for people to give me something to talk about, and then people sent in a lot of submissions. So. There were some submissions that were not really topic worthy, but they were more questions. So I was like, oh. Um, but there was a few people that suggested like topics about talking about being space or being expanded when people are in contraction. And, you know, now is, is the definite time. Well, now is one of the times where um, things are locked down. They're contracted. So what can you do? Well, you can expand out and there's, you know, a couple of different expanding out exercises. One of the easiest one it, that I like to do is right now, close your eyes and find the outside edges of you. Not if you're driving, don't close your eyes, by the way, a little late, but um, find the outside edges of you, not the outside edges of your body, but the outside edges of you as a being. Can you find the outside edges? And if you find an outside edge, okay. Look just beyond that. Are you still there? And if you keep finding an edge, what's beyond that? And okay. So now with 
with that sense of space, open your eyes and still keep that awareness of space. And there you go. You can. Well, that's better, everyone. I can sense everyone's all spacey now. But that is something you can do, you know, daily. You can practice it when you're being stressed, when you're in a contracted area or you're contract, notice yourself start to contract or your body start contract. You can just expand out and be more space. And that will help you deal with the contraction. Do, do, do. All right. With that, now, now we're all spacey. We'll go to break. So we'll be back in a few minutes. And I don't know what else I'm going to talk about. But I believe I will have something. So we'll be back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Relationship. Are you sure you want one? Is the brand new book by Simone Millicis and Brendan Watt. So the difference between this book and probably any other relationship book on the shelf is that it does give you some really different, pragmatic, very confronting tools to create your life in a great relationship or to know that it's okay to be single. It's not wrong. This is not your average relationship book. It's not about love or romance. Instead, it offers powerful questions and pragmatic tools you can use every day to create what you truly desire. A lot of us have way too many expectations of our partners in relationship. What I've learned over the years is when you expect from somebody, they either have to reject you or judge you or separate from you. So getting out of that place is giving you freedom in relationship relationship are you sure you want one on sale now from relationship are you sure you want one.com when you're pondering the big questions like is there more than this how can i have a happy relationship what would it take to like my body and how do i make more money where do you go for information and tools check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com accessconsciousness.com has books dvds instant video and audio downloads online classes and so much more subjects include abuse changing your body recovery raising children business techniques tools to generate more money 
how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're tuned in to the Access Consciousness Show. To join in on today's discussion, please call in 1-888-346-9141. That is 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now back to the show. Welcome to the world. Welcome back, everyone. We're we're here. We're 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 going. What else should we talk about? Um, this educational journey on what your best part. What's the best part of belief? Like your beliefs are the best, obviously. And you know, don't stop believing. I'm getting. I'm to blame. I'm sorry for all of you who are going to listen to the show and now have journey stuck in your head for some certain amount of time. You're welcome. Got to keep it up. But I was thinking about over the break, I was like looking at more examples of beliefs and how they, they screw up your life and everything. And I realized uh, where, you know, anytime like, one of the, one of the things Gary talks about is when things don't work out for you. Well, well, anytime you're cutting off your awareness, things aren't going to work. Why? Well, because you cut off your awareness, and beliefs are one way you can justify cutting off your awareness. Because why? You believe it's going to work out a certain way, so obviously it should work out the certain way you believe. Well, that doesn't actually work, and the amount of times that things weren't going for me well for me because I had a, a like. Um, Recently, I was just having a class and I was having this class and I had some hosts that weren't, um, weren't like the classes just weren't, wasn't going well. And I kept, I'm like, what's going on here? And like, no matter what my hosts were doing or I was doing, it just didn't seem to, to start generating. So I started looking at, oh, what's going on here? And then one of um, one of my hosts were talking about, oh, it, it seems like something, some, something or someone stopping this energy. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't like, that seems strange, but you know, one of the other things that you can, you can, you know, tools of access is the only one powerful enough to stop you is you. So in order to stop yourself or for someone else to stop you, you have to have some kind of point of view, or you could find a way around it. You can move like you can see the oncoming train and you could just not stand in the tracks. Um, so, and I kept looking at this, asking more questions. I'm like, you know, what is this? What can I do with it? And then I realized one of my hosts that suggested, Oh, um, that there's someone are stopping the class. And I was like, is this person the one stopping the class? And I went, Oh my gosh, that's light. And so once I got to that awareness, were they, um, 
you know, was their point of view stopping the class? Yes. Did I have a point of view about it? No. Did I realize that? No. Would I have chosen them to contribute to the class if I, maybe not. Uh, anyway, it didn't matter. That was after, it's after the fact, you know, at this point. But one of the things is I believed, you know, obviously I believed that one, like, why would you say yes to doing a class if you didn't want to be involved? You know, obviously I had the belief of like, you know, if I, if I'm going to host a class or something, I would desire to contribute to it. I wouldn't want to stop it. That was my belief. You know, obviously I believe that, that you would want to like, why would you waste your time doing something that you didn't really want to do? That's my point of view. You know, and I believe that other people would believe the same. Not actually true. So what was it, what were my beliefs doing? Well, they were making it so I couldn't see or have the awareness of what was actually going on with this person. Okay, so I got the awareness and, and that started changing things because all of a sudden I didn't have the belief that this person was looking out for my best interest or the class best interest. I They had their own best interest, which had nothing to do with what actually was going on or contributing. So you want to be aware of, you know, and that, that goes back to, oh, I'm doing this because I love you, or I believe this is what's best for you kind of thing. Well, okay, other people can believe whatever they would like to believe, but is that actually true for you? And that's where that question comes back and, and is so handy. Okay, so is that actually true for me? And what would I actually like to choose here? So what jails are using to create the dominance of E is equal to MC squared to create and maintain the beliefs in your beliefs. Cause you, if you know, you know, and you believe that if you believe in your beliefs enough, they will one day come true. Cause if you wish upon a star, uh, everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and uncreate it all right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Ooh. but you know those are the the beliefs are what you use to cut off your awareness and then when you cut off your awareness you have no level of control because awareness actually gives you a sense like gives you control because you're aware of what you can do to change things but when you have a belief in place you can't actually change things because you're not willing to be aware of things you could change that would actually change And the, and like I said, to, to maintain your beliefs, you have to lie to yourself. The beliefs are actually a lie because you're like, well, is this actually going to work? Like, oh, I could believe it's not going to rain today. Does that mean it's not going to rain? If there's a big thundercloud ahead, maybe not. Could I change the rain? Maybe. But that's actually asking a question. That has nothing to do with your beliefs. Or, you know, like, like for example, with my class. Okay, well, I believed it was... Like I could believe that it was all going to work out, but is that actually going to create it to work out? No. Okay. Well, what else could I actually choose there? And that's where I was like, okay, so what else can I choose? What else do I need to be aware of here? What, what am I choosing that's creating this like stuck place in my life? And what was I choosing? I had a belief that this person was, was doing like a good job or they were out in my best interest or whatever. And I learned that was not true. I became aware of it. Does that mean they're a bad person? No. Does that mean I hate them? No. It was just my stupidity. 
not theirs. I mean, obviously they're stupid because why wouldn't they want it? Why would you do that? But that's, again, a point of view. So how many beliefs are you using to create the fucked up life you are choosing? Everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and talk, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And, you know, and if you don't want to give up your beliefs, that's fine. You can keep them. Can you have fun with them? You know, like maybe you can have fun with your beliefs. I'm not saying you have to change your beliefs. But you could. You could. Most people aren't willing to. That's fine. But the other thing is, this is where you, you know, you dynamically set yourself up for people to, um, to take advantage of you, to abuse you, and all these things based on the beliefs you have of them. Because you believe they're a good person. So that's like carte blanche for everything they do, you know, which isn't actually a benefit to you. Because once you once you put that belief in place then you you have basically put blinders on that that are a coverall so you never look at what people are actually choosing and what they're doing because you have a belief that says oh they they did they're a good person so everything is looked at through the good person belief and there would be nothing that would would alter that until you actually start to look at things and you're like hmm maybe that wasn't my best choice they're not who I really thought they were. No, I can be upset and angry and disappointed and all of those things. Back to the question of what invention am I using to create the upset I am choosing? And that's just, I mean, you could, you could wallow, you could get upset, you could be mad, or you could just looking at actually what you'd like to change. My point of view is I'm like, okay, I don't like to deal with upset. I don't like to be depressed and unhappy or angry or any of these things. I would just like to change them. I'd like to have more fun in my life. So when I don't have those things, when I'm not having fun, I'm like, okay, what is it going to take to change this? What point of view do I have to get over? Do I have to get over myself? Then I put myself on the ground and I keep myself there. And then I jump over myself at the same time. That's called getting over yourself, right? Or, you know, there's other ways you can do it too, but that's my favorite. <laughs> so it's like you want to look at, and that's that's really with the, you know, with beliefs or your point of views is they can create a rigidity that don't allow you to actually change and find something that works for you. Because you believe that this is going to work out the way it's going to work out. And I know, speaking of my family again, my my parents uh, got divorced. When was it now? Last year, finally. Uh, but my mom always believed that they were going to be together forever. Because they said, you know, that's how it was going to work. And that's that was her belief. So it took her a very long time to, to see that it wasn't going to work out the way that she planned and she believed it was. And she wanted to believe the things my dad was saying to her. and. Even were they true? No. Was he lying? Definitely. Was she aware of that? No. Was I? Yes. Because I didn't believe in in that thing, but she did. And so those beliefs like ended up keeping her trapped and going around and like hitting hitting the wall over and over again, trying to uh, 
Oh, that's, gosh, I can't believe I didn't think of this earlier. And now we're at the end of the show and I just got the, you know, the, my favorite clearing um, is, wait, I want to make sure we have enough time. Okay, we're good. Um, you know, but I would always think of, so there's a term in psychology called cognitive dissonance, which basically means you have two, um, two uh, beliefs that are disparate, but they're not in conflict. So a lot of times, obviously, if you had conflicting beliefs or conflicting points of views, they would be in conflict and one would challenge the other and you would change it. But with cognitive dissonance, they're disparate points of view. So it's like two, basically they're disparate points of views. So they don't work together. They don't fit at all. But, you know, so what's a disparate point of view? Oh, okay. Well, there's my father's like some, some person's actions. And then there's your belief in them. They're disparate points of views and you have them here, but they, they're not really in conflict. So you create a cog, you have this cognitive dissonance where you can still operate without having a conflict. So Yes. You're like, what is cognitive dissonance? So yes. How many jails are you using to create the, uh, how many jail, what jails are you using to create the dominance of ease with the MC squared to create the cognitive dissonance that allows you to maintain all your beliefs? Are, are you choosing everything that is times a godzillion we destroy and uncreate it all right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh God, that's great. There we go. So how many or what what jails are you using to create the dominance of E is equal times C squared to create the cognitive to maintain the cognitive dissonance that creates the or what what did I say? To create the cognitive dissonance that maintains the beliefs you're choosing. Are you choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh gosh, but one of the, this is like one of the things that just recently Gary was talking about cognitive dissonance and the seven day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I started listening to this again and again. And I realized that this is one of the ways in which I ended up trapped by a lot of things. Cause you would look at what someone would choose and how they would act. Or, you know, it's like, they would talk about, oh, I love you. And I'm doing this because I love you. But you're like, well, there's no real love. I don't see any loving action in any of that. Well, yeah, but that's work. They can have these disparate points of views and still function at the same time. You're like, I would never do that. I see it as conflict, but they're not in conflict. That's the thing. They aren't. They're in cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mind blown, right? That's how I was. So you're welcome. There you go. Hope all of you enjoyed the best part of Believe, which is the lie. <laughs> and um so next week we'll have a pre-recorded show because it's thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving to all of you out there enjoy your food commas and we'll be back next week thank you everyone bye we appreciate you joining us this week for the access consciousness show on voice america to find out more about access consciousness please visit our website accessconsciousness.com be sure to come back next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our show with Dr. Andrew Gardella. Until next time, have way more fun than you're supposed to. Welcome.